1: Folks, welcome to the Eric Metaxas Show, sponsored by Legacy Precious Metals. There's never been a better time to invest in precious metals. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. Checked your bucket
0: list lately? Are you ready to take care of item number seven? Listening to The Eric Metaxas Show? Well, welcome, tune in, and then move on to item number eight, skydiving with Chuck Schumer and AOC. Here now is
1: Mr. Completed My Bucket List at age 12, Eric Metaxas. Hey there, folks. Welcome. As you know, this month, uh, I am highlighting the Alliance Defending Freedom. I've talked about them for years. I've known about them for years. Uh, We've raised funds for them over the years because I believe very, very strongly in what they are doing for this country. They are heroes. um, And we're asking you uh, to get involved and to give what you can to the Alliance Defending Freedom this month. It's crucial because they are absolutely the, uh, the, the They're the the folks that if they weren't there, we would lose the country. Now, I want you to think about that. I'm not speaking hyperbolically. They are fighting for liberty, religious liberty in the Supreme Court. And in other courts, they usually win. Um, And if they weren't doing this, uh, hostile forces uh, are just trying to erode our liberties at every turn. So I thank God for the Alliance Defending Freedom. And I thank God that today I get to speak to one of their uh, lawyers Eric Baptist welcome to the program. Thank you for having me. Well look I I, I love you guys so much and I feel honored that uh, I get to talk to my audience about you and uh, help them understand who you guys are and what you're doing for this nation. Um, What are some cases that you
2: you're working on now that we can talk about just to give folks some idea of what you're doing? ADF has a broad range of cases, but one case in particular in, in which I am working is our lawsuit against the U.S. Food and Drug Administration over its deregulation of chemical abortion drugs. Um, Whoa. Who now? So, who is bringing the suit? We we have filed a lawsuit on behalf of eight different plaintiffs, four national medical associations, and four individual doctors. Okay. So explain explain this uh, the case. When FDA approved the chemical abortion drug called Mifepristone, I'm old enough to remember it being known as RU486, it put on certain safety standards because even the FDA back in the year 2000 under the Clinton administration recognized that these are high-risk drugs that need to be closely managed and regulated. But what has happened systematically since then, starting in the last year of the Obama administration in 2016 and then the first year of the Biden administration in 2021 – was they took away those essential safeguards associated with the use of these drugs? And okay, the... these are called. This is called the morning after pill. No, no, this is not contraception. It's not the morning after pill or Plan B. It is Mifepristone, which is a, approved up to ten weeks of a baby's gestational life inside the womb.
1: Okay, I want to be clear. So, so a woman gets pregnant, uh, and a doctor says, "Here, take this pill. This pill will induce an abortion." Um, and you are saying, uh, and I've heard this many, many times, that these are dangerous drugs. They're they're, they're very uh, they're potentially very harmful. And you're saying because of ideological uh, because of ideology, um, the left in America is removing the safeguards that were in
2: place uh, with the FDA. Well, I can't say if it's ideological, but I can tell you it's not medical and it's not. What else, is, what else would rumors. it be?
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not in it be?
2: the best interest of women's health. Um, and what they did was it's a two drug regimen. And so people might ask, like, why is this a high risk drug? It's, the first drug is intended to end the unborn life inside the mother's womb, but it does not necessarily expel that unborn baby from the mother. So there's a second drug that's also used, and that essentially induces labor and delivery in the woman. Well, the okay, ex- so it's two pills. It's two drugs, yes. Two drugs. So the first
1: one kills the child in the mother's womb. You take a pill and the child inside you is killed. It cuts uh, off the nutrition to the baby and the baby ultimately starves to death. I mean, e- even that, even hearing that, like that's, uh, I, I the reason I bring this up, uh, Eric, is that there's a lot of mystery around this. People don't understand what happens. because So you just take a pill, you just take a pill. You take a pill and then what? Here's what happens. We've just heard it. You take a pill. The baby is starved to death in its mother's womb. That's how it is killed. That's how it is killed. Uh, it's not instant. Um, so it's a horrible thing. Uh, then the woman has to take a second pill. And that pill, as you said, induces labor so that the dead child uh, is forced
2: out of its mother. So this is called... Mephepristone, is that what it's called? Mephepristone is the first drug and misoprostol is the second drug. Okay.
1: So keep going. And you're saying that the FDA has relaxed regulations around these
2: very, very powerful drugs. Yeah. So again, this two-drug regimen is so high risk that the FDA originally had three in-person doctor visits, what day one to get the first drug, day three to see if any complications are occurring, and then to take the second drug. And then a day 14 follow-up exam to ensure that woman has no fetal parts remaining inside of her complications such as infections or severe bleeding. What the FDA has now approved is essentially no doctor visits, no doctor needs to be involved. So now a woman has mailed these drugs without any medical supervision or attention or care and takes these drugs and self-administers and performs her own abortion in her home, inducing labor and delivery in her dorm room, in her bathroom. And it's a painful, excruciating, and emotionally traumatic experience for the woman, and obviously the baby. And so ADF, uh, on behalf of, you said, uh,
1: eight uh, groups, is suing the Food and Drug Administration.
2: Correct. And why we're bringing this lawsuit on behalf of the doctors, because our doctors are on the front lines. They work in hospitals, in emergency rooms. And they're seeing an influx of women coming to the emergency room with complications associated with the use of these drugs because of what the FDA has now allowed to let these women take these drugs all alone by themselves without any medical supervision. And they want that to stop because they care about both patients. They care about the unborn baby, but they also care about the woman who's taking these drugs and the harm that they're seeing firsthand across America's emergency rooms.
3: Uh, It's a
2: staggering thing when you actually hear about it. I mean, the idea that a very young woman
1: uh, in college, let's say, um, is told, yep, just take these pills, do this, do this, do this. And she's alone. She's alone. She takes a very powerful. These are extremely powerful drugs. It kills the child inside her womb. I, I don't know. Uh, what the woman experiences, but we can imagine that it doesn't always go according to plan and she is alone. The FDA no longer requires a doctor uh, to be involved. It it is amazing. And I don't know what it could be, except ideological. They're basic. It it seems to me, basically what they're saying is, look, at the end of the day, we don't care about women that much. We just want to get this through. We just want it to happen. And yeah, some of it's going to go wrong, but we don't care. I mean, it seems scandalous to me. And so it's another reason that I love the Alliance Defending Freedom, that you are actually suing the FDA,
2: forcing them to deal uh, with what is happening. Exactly. I call it regulatory malpractice, but FDA has shown a callous disregard for women's health in, this, in their zeal to push these abortion drugs across the country. And before I worked on this case, I, I guess I didn't know much about chemical abortion or abortion drugs and over 50% almost 60 percent of all abortions are committed by chemical means through these drugs not what you think of the brick and mortar plan in parenthoods anymore they're done through the mail without any medical intervention or any meeting any person uh in an office to be screened for life threatening conditions that preclude you from taking these drugs well and all you know the idea that so you you,
1: you take a drug and it it kills the child inside you. Um, this is traumatic. This is major stuff, uh, to begin with. Of course, I believe it's immoral, but the idea is that, that young women are being sold sold this story. Like this is no problem. We're going to, we'll mail it to you. Here you go. You take this one. Uh, and then you take this one. And I can only imagine that there are a host of things that could happen and the woman is alone. Um, so God bless you. And the Alliance defending freedom, um, for stepping up. And folks, this is one of many, many cases. One of many, many cases. Uh, I want to encourage my audience, folks, please go to metaxastalk.com. That's my radio show website, mataxistalk.com. You'll see the banner for the Alliance Defending Freedom. We want uh, everyone who can to give, to give generously uh, to the Alliance Defending Freedom at metaxastalk.com. There's also a phone number, it is 855. 855- Three eight five O five nine six eight five five three eight five O five nine six or go to Metaxistalk.com. Eric Baptist, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. How do you feel? Well, I feel great. And one of the reasons I believe I feel better is because I take Balance of Nature's fruits and veggies in a capsule. They've got an amazing story of how this product was developed by Dr. Douglas Howard. It's right there on their website. Balance of Nature receives over a 1,000 success stories every single month. They have hundreds of thousands of customers who've purchased billions of capsules of their fruits and veggies over the past 20 years. You should check it out on their website. Their products are gluten-free and non-GMO, and they contain no added sugars or synthetics. I think if you're looking for something to make you feel better naturally, you should definitely give Balance of Nature a try. In fact, order today. Whether you order online or call them direct, you must use the promo code ERIC to get the special offer of 35% off. Call them at 800-246-8751. And use discount code ERIC or order online at balanceandnature.com. Use discount code ERIC to get 35% off. 35% off. Legacy Precious Metals has a revolutionary new online platform that allows you to invest in real gold and silver online. In a few of these steps, you can open an account online, select your metals of choice, and choose to have them stored in a vault or shipped to your door. You have access to a dashboard where you can track your portfolio growth in real time, anytime. You'll see transparent pricing on each coin and bar. This puts you in complete control of your money. The platform is free to sign up for. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com. And open your account and see this new investing platform for yourself. Gold hedges against inflation and against a volatile stock market. A true diversified portfolio isn't just more stocks and bonds, but different asset classes. This new platform allows you to make investments in gold and silver, no matter how small or large, with a few clicks. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com to get started. You're going to love this free new tool they've added, Legacy. PMInvestments.com LegacyPMInvestments.com Check it out We are now facing uh, A group of people Who tend to be on the left But with tons of complicity From useless people on the right Who All of whose values Are antithetical To our fundamental principles as Americans. In other words, what everyone on the left and the right agreed on for most of the last 250 years uh, is now being threatened by people who are participating
3: in, in, in things that we have never before seen in America. Let me illustrate the point. Five years ago, Bernie Sanders would go to Mount Rushmore and talk about how patriotic socialism is. Now he's on board with all the people who say, oh, this is stolen from the Indians. It should be blown up. Uh, we shouldn't have these things. America should never have been founded. Why do you think they tore down statues? Uh, I, wh- I defended all historical did we statues. Steal,
1: if we really did steal Mount Rushmore from the Indians, I think we should give it back.
3: Yeah, if they, if they actually carved that themselves, and it's, they have video footage of It's like the that, Elgin
1: Marbles, you know? We should give it back. The Brits should give it back.
3: No, but, but the, you're saying but, that even in five years, you've seen, in other words, people... Why who- were they tearing down statues of American, of Christopher Columbus and Abraham Lincoln? They tore down one Frederick Douglass statue, I think, by mistake. I, I was defending Confederate statues because I was saying we should not be sandblasting our history. If you, if you want, put up a statue of an abolitionist across from the Confederate statue and have plaques explaining it. What these people want is to demonize the past, to stuff it all down the memory hole, to to demonize everything that came before them, the way the communists demonized everything that came before the Russian Revolution, the way Hitler demonized everything that happened in Germany since basically the end of the dark ages he said christianity the coming of christianity to germany was a mistake we need to go back we need to go back before all these historic crimes to like the primeval forest what does that do orwell in 1984 wrote he who controls the past controls the future because you can tell people what everything means if you have made a blank space out of the past And I think that's an easy sell with young people because they think it's kind of racist or something for you to force me to study events that happened before the universe winked into existence when I was born. That's kind of racist, isn't it? Racist, by the way, is just the vague, meaningless term for anything you don't like. It used to be fascist. Now it's racist. So, like, if a hailstorm damages your car, right. just talk about the man, this weather is so racist. We need to just use the... We need to help them deflate that word out of any meaning at all because yeah. it's now exclusively used as a club to beat up Christians and pro-lifers. Well, I mean, this gets... Even black Christians and black pro-lifers get called racists right. for being pr- Christian and pro-life. So the word has been deflated to the point of meaningless. Hi everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your
2: fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now, 800-702-5400.
0: Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states.
1: It's it's interesting because I I think there's a connection here that history, um, the, the, the facts of history... Um, give us a common context. In other words, there's rules, rules of the game, where, in a sense, we're all equal because we're playing by these rules. When words have certain meaning, uh, we we all know the meaning of the words, and we can we can communicate. What the enemies of freedom want to do uh, is basically Humpty Dumpty knock over the chessboard. Right. And say, we're no longer playing chess. There's no winners and losers. We are going to decide what the rules are. Right. We're, we, d- we don't want uh, a level playing field because we might lose. Right. Uh, w- we don't want anyone to know what the rules are or what the history is because we might lose. So we have to wipe out the past. We have to wipe out history. We have to destroy the meaning of words. There's something just profoundly nihilistic oh, yeah. about this, which, which makes it a grab for power. Uh,
3: so I have know. one more historical analogy that I think is important. You ever wonder why the Democrats act so much like Nazis all the time? I don't, but please tell me
1: what you think about that. <laughs> well,
3: for instance, when Barack Obama was elected president, you and I weren't happy, but we didn't demonize half the country that supported him. We didn't say that He had cooperated with a foreign dictator to steal the election. We didn't try to imprison his political opponents. We didn't try to have him impeached based on fake charges. We didn't try to imprison his supporters. We regarded it as a legitimate election where we had a really bad candidate.
1: Right, Well, because we believe in the rules. We believe in the rule of but, law. But we in, believe that we, the people, get to pick our leaders. And if we, the people, chose Barack Obama, he is the president of the United States. But
3: in 2016, right. in 2016 when we, the people, narrowly chose Donald Trump, the left were absolutely flabbergasted. They, they they were so sure that Obama had fundamentally transformed America, that he had been, like, the first leader in a colony after the British left, a post-colonial strongman president for life—they they thought he, everything changed with Barack Obama. If you remember the religious hysteria that, he, that that guilt-ridden white liberals would greet his appearance, it was like the scene in Jesus Christ Superstar. They would sing oh, "Obama, Obama, Obama, Obama." Oh. Uh, it was a religious event. They were washed in the flop sweat. They were purified. They, 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 they had been lost, but now they were found. It was a religious experience of the most pathetic and contemptible type, ludicrous, out of uh, pathetic. But it was really meaningful for a lot of people. The idea that Donald Trump could then be elected. That 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 was okay, a fundamental so betrayal. To, to
1: clarify, when you say, at least somewhat hyperbolically, that uh, why do uh, Democrats act like Nazis? The point is that they until that point, they did not. In other words, the Democratic Party right. basically until very very recently, anyone followed the on the rules. right would have thought of them as. The principled opposition, we have many things in common, we can debate, right. uh, we, can, we can differ on tax rates, we can differ right. on certain things, how much legislation is good,
3: something changed. In 2016, when, when, when the people elected Donald Trump, the Democrats felt like they had been stabbed in the back. The way the Germans did in 1918 when they lost World War I. They were sure they were going to win World War I. They were sure of it. The Russians had collapsed. They were going to rule Europe. And then suddenly they lost the war. People like Hitler but that millions of others decided this, this can't be right. We didn't lose fair and square. There was foreign collusion. We were betrayed by extremists in our midst, by foreigners and aliens who who are conspiring against us because they believe in evil, wicked, extreme ideas. And they created the whole stab-in-the-back myth that then they used to scapegoat Jews and socialists and liberals and Catholics and men like Dietrich Bonhoeffer. That whole stab-in-the-back myth was the result of a hysterical reaction on the part of nationalistic Germans to losing World War I. The left in America had the same reaction to losing the 2016 election. It had to be that Vladimir Putin faked the voting machines, or he used Facebook ads and brainwashed people, or he coll- Trump colluded with Russia. They kept looking and reaching and grasping for explanations to justify why they had been stabbed in the back. And they demonized everyone against them the same way. They even called themselves the resistance. If you call yourself the resistance, you're saying your opponents are Nazis. Would they deserve to be, I don't know, killed or well, arrested? I mean, again, we have, to,
1: we have to go back to the time when, um, you know, I was asked to speak at the 2012 prayer breakfast. The president was Barack Obama. I differed with him, uh, obviously, politically, but I respected... The office of the presidency, because I respected the United States Constitution, Um, all of that changed in 2016. When you referred to the resistance, I I just remember, you know, when they started saying not my president, I thought, wait a second, you don't need to like the president. But the beauty is every four years we have an election. We have rules that everyone abides by. You can advocate for a different candidate. That's America. But they That's just, what
3: changed right. in 2016. Well, my book is all about reclaiming the original founding vision of America and the link between the churches and our freedoms and rights and duties as citizens. And how the churches went squishy, how they went corrupt, how they sold out. This is all part of the book. And how you can organize to, de- to demand these rights and to resist the new tyranny that is being imposed on us in the name of keeping us all safe, keeping us all neutered, making us all into good little worker ants in the colony.
1: Hey, folks, there's nothing worse than hearing about people living in pain, which is why I want to tell you about Keith from Washington and his relief factor story. After years of activity from college football to running a martial arts studio at age 51, Keith's body felt like it was wearing out. So he gave relief factor a try. Keith says he now has little to no pain in his knees and highly reduced neck pain. Feeling so much better, he pursued a second degree Black belt. Folks, I use Relief Factor. When I forget about it, you know, I go on a trip or something, I notice it. I go for a run and I have back pain. Uh, it works for me. I recommend it highly to everyone I can. So if you're living with aches and pains, Relief Factor every day. It's a drug free supplement developed by doctors. It's helped so many people take back their lives. You got to go to Relief Factor for their three-week quick start kit, only nineteen ninety-five. Think of this. They're taking a loss because they believe you'll be back. So visit relieffactor.com or call one 800 for relief That's 1-800, the number 4-RELIEF, relieffactor.com. Hey, this is Eric Metaxas. For years, I've told you about Nutramedics, a professional supplement brand trusted by doctors since 1993. Nutramedics offers a variety of health bundles. Whether you want to support your immune system, improve your sleep, promote joint comfort or detoxification support, Nutramedix has a health bundle right for you. The best part about Nutramedix, every year they donate a minimum of 50% of their profits to Christian charities and missions. That's right, 50% of their profits. Nutramedix has a goal of surpassing $100 million in giving by 2030. Many of you take supplements already. Switch to Nutramedix. It's the highest quality, and they donate 50% of their profits. Get 15% off by using the code ERIC during checkout. Go to Nutramedix.com and search health bundles. Support your health while helping others in need. Go to Nutramedics. that's N-U-T-R-A-M-E-D-I-X dot com. dot com. Use the code Eric for 15% off. Again, Nutramedics. N-U-T-R-A-M-E-D-I-X dot com. dot com. Use the code Eric for 15% off. One of the things about the free market, um, which, you know, gets gets way back to uh, the the time uh, after Martin Luther. Uh, when we're talking about religious liberty, uh, and, and you were talking about uh, you know the idea that in in this uh, principality or in this state or whatever, you know, we've all got to be this religion, right? That 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 effectively w- was as far as religious liberty. Got, which is not so far, until roughly the establishment of the United States of America, right? Right, and that's a big thing because because now uh, I can go to any church I want, I can go to no church, uh, I can go to a mosque. You can, I can start can be a, an atheist. You can, you can start a. Church. I can start you can a, church. a church. We have total religious liberty in the United States of America, but it didn't exist. Before the United States of America. Before the United States of America, if you were in Connecticut, you had to be a congregationalist or if you had to be whatever. And what that means today, I know one of the th- one of the weapons that we have today is that if you're going to some church that has this wrong-headed view of things and that is marching in lockstep with the cancellation of our freedoms, you can leave. And I, I always say that to people that you have an obligation if you if you're going to a church that doesn't have this vigorous, healthy, biblical view of things, and and, and you continue to go there, you are complicit.
3: You could stay and heckle till they drag you
1: out. <laughs> yes, you could. Yes, you could. But I I I guess uh, it's interesting to me, John, because it's one thing for us to. Uh, Criticized church leaders, and they deserve most of the criticism but it 's fascinating because you still have many people in the pews who I hope will read your book now, but but they themselves are in a sense enabling this broken view uh, of liberty, this broken view of what it means to be a christian this this hyper romans thirteen view of of what it means to comply with the government. I guess they never never read the Book of Esther. They never read you know, they really um they're they're making it possible by supporting a church that is
3: going along with the things that you've described. A church which tells you to just obey the government even when it's promoting evil is a church that doesn't really believe in the afterlife. It believes that it's here to help us be comfortable and give us a place to gather on Sundays and social opportunities and uplifting thoughts. And we can be sort of Jesus-y, which is kind of nice. You know, I'd rather be Jesus-y than, than, than not. I'd rather so, but
1: that's, but that's the kind of church, that's the official church in China. Yeah. It's the official church in China. You go into that building... You do whatever you want on a Sunday morning. But when you leave that church, you bow to the secular authority of the atheist state.
3: And it's no accident that Hillary Clinton started talking about freedom of worship, not free exercise of religion. That under Obama, the citizenship test was rewritten to to talk about freedom of worship, not free exercise of religion.
1: Do you know who, who alerted me to this was the late, great Chuck Colson? I remember him Bringing this up and he was not, you know, some partisan political guy. I remember uh, when he when he said that, he said freedom of worship is radically different to freedom of religion. Freedom of religion means not that you have the freedom to go into that building and do what you like for a few hours on Sunday morning. Freedom of, of, of religion is that when you leave that building, you are free As per the Constitution, the bill of Rights, to exercise your faith in every sphere beyond that building. That means running
3: schools that teach that there are men and women.
1: Interesting. Well, we'll have to talk about that another time. But I want to say that that concept uh, of freedom of worship versus freedom. And and again, these words are are, are all, you know, words are, are slippery things. But... The problem with freedom of worship is that it's, it's, it's free- training you to think that your, your exp- the expression of your religious faith is meant to be a merely religious thing in a religious building as opposed to your whole life.
3: Freedom of worship is like, it's like your church is a bathhouse. What Do what you must do in private. We don't want to hear about it. We don't want to see it. It's disgusting. But you know what? Behind closed doors, what consenting adults do to each other is of no interest to me. But... But don't bring that outside the bathhouse. No, the church is supposed to be a lighthouse, not a bathhouse. I,
1: I would say that it's kind of like it, re, it relegates faith to like the level of a hobby. You do or, some or stuff Or in like basement, some secret
3: perversion you, you indulge you, you, that's so, technically legal, but we don't want to hear about it.
1: Well, I, I think that's unfortunately um, correct, is, is that there are people who are repulsed. By religion or by expressions of religion, but they say but, but you can do it, just don't let it be expressed in the culture. Well, you and know what's funny? That's exactly what the founders didn't said watch. should not happen. Well, exactly that's you know That, that thing. is
3: also what Islam teaches about Christianity is that you can be you can have Christians and Jews as subjugated minorities in a Sharia state. But they they can have freedom of worship in a building, but it should be unmarked, no crosses, no bells, no processions, you can't can't solicit, you can't proselytize, you can't evangelize, but we will let you have your building and what you do in the privacy of your building, your infidel building, we will permit. So it is Sharia, it is a secular Sharia supported by leftists and radical Muslims working together together for their common goal of destroying the West and destroying Christianity. And then they'll sort out afterwards who kills whom.
1: So is this what they call dimitude?
3: Dimitude is the Jim Crow third-class citizenship that is technically offered to Christians in a Sharia state. Our God-given freedoms
1: are facing unrelenting attacks. It's a battle for truth. And the only way we win is if we stand together. Thankfully, Alliance Defending Freedom has been defending our rights for 30 years and winning. Right now, they're involved in two critical cases before the Supreme Court. They're suing the FDA for endangering the health and safety of women and girls. And in the second case, they're assisting the state of Idaho to defend its law, protecting the lives of women and their unborn children against the Biden administration's attempt to override the law and force doctors to perform abortions. Think about it. They need your help with your best gift. You courageously join ADF in fighting critical Supreme Court cases against government lawlessness and help defend our cherished freedoms. Call 855-385-0596 right now or go to metaxastalk.com. Click on the ADF banner, metaxastalk.com. With your help, I've pledged to raise $35,000 by March 31st for ADF. Go to Metaxistalk.com or call 855-385-0596 to make your best gift now. As you know, Mike Lindell has a passion to help you get the best sleep of your life. After he invented the world's best pillow, he created the famous Giza Dream Sheets. They're the best sheets you'll ever sleep on. The best night's sleep just got even better. For a limited time, you'll get a queen-size set for $59.98, king-size just $69.98, the lowest prices in history. Mike and the MyPillow employees continue to be canceled by big-box stores and attacked by the media. They appreciate all of your great support during these times and want to thank you by giving you the best specials on all their MyPillow products. To get the best specials ever, go to MyPillow.com or call 800-978-3057. Use promo code ERIC. You get the famous Giza Dream Sheets, queen size 59.98, king size 69.98. You'll also get 60% off the original My Slippers. So call 800-978-3057 or go to MyPillow.com, promo code ERIC. Folks, go to MyPillow.com. And use the promo code Eric GreatBargains mypillow.com promo code Eric.
3: If you change your mind on the i this is a
1: this is unfortunately an important uh, subject and an important parallel to draw. So here you have something that the most radical Muslims do to uh, Jews if they're lucky and Christians if they're lucky is they let you live as a subjugated second class citizen in their state as, as though this is some kind of generous thing that they're not killing you. Uh, in China, uh, if you want to be a Christian, they let you live as a second class citizen. You go into that building, you do your thing, but when you come out, you, know, you, 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 you offer your pinch of uh, incense uh, to Caesar or Satan. Uh, and in America, and you, you talked about it in the beginning, many Christians voluntarily adopted this view of their faith. They weren't forced to by our government because we have a constitution that very specifically, explicitly says, no, uh, that's not our view, but they did it voluntarily. It was this yeah, mission it's, it's drift le- it's, over the decades.
3: It's less work. It's a lot easier. And, and it doesn't require you to face hard questions and make sacrifices. Also, the churches kind of began to give up on the idea that they teach what is true about the universe. Um, starting with... The, the discovery of the age of the earth, the 19th century, and then with the publication of Darwin, more and more churches began to say, well, okay, so the Bible doesn't really tell us what actually happened. It doesn't have any historical value. It doesn't have any scientific value. It's a book of uplifting principles for how we can, gosh darn it, be really good kind of people. And 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 up and just shiny, happy people. I think that's the term Friedrich Schleiermacher coined the term shiny, happy people. You're kidding. Yes. No. Yes, I'm making you, that it up. It was Ned I, Flanders.
1: I, uh, but, but Schleiermacher... Ned 19-
3: Flanders or, or Andy Stanley. They or, look exactly the okay, same.
1: Okay, or, or Schleiermacher, the 19th century German version. Right, but Schleiermacher
3: guess, said Christianity doesn't offer any scientific or historical knowledge, but yeah. it offers us... Knowledge of what we should aspire to and yeah. how we can be good people. There's a wonderful book, The uh, Heart and Soul of the American University, by George Marsden, and he shows how America's elite Protestant colleges like Harvard and Yale and Princeton all adopted Schleiermacher. That was their yeah. model, so that by the 1930s, the Christian ministries like Dwight Hall at places like Yale were basically glorified soup kitchens. Right. The YMCA used to be a Christian mission organization, not a village people song. Right. Hard to believe. Well, it's, it's
1: funny, John, because the, all of this is touching on the book that I've got coming out in a few months uh, where I write about this, that something happened, obviously, because of um, a, a German uh, higher criticism And folks like uh, Schleiermacher. And Bonhoeffer was confronting it directly in his day. So in 1930, the German church had adopted this bastardized, uh, dramatically circumscribed version of the faith that said... Whatever uh, is specifically theological, or w- w- we'll talk about those things. But anything beyond that, w- we're we're going to keep it in the basement. It's a hobby. It, it doesn't it doesn't exist in the real world. I'm a, I'm a train conductor down in my basement with my HO scale train set. But in the real world, I'm not. I'm not a real train conductor. I just have a job in corporate America. Basically. That view of Christianity had happened to Germany, which was what allowed the Nazis to take over Germany. And of course, in America, that view, it took us longer to get here. But, but that view uh, trickled down through uh, mainstream protestant christianity
3: and then among my own catholic church they were so desperate to be mistaken for episcopalians to arrive in america and you know be upper class that we explicitly started imitating post-christian mainline protestant churches there's one last thing i want to suggest to you there's a book called politicizing the bible i was the editor of it by scott hahn and ben wicker and he goes into the roots of the higher biblical criticism And he shows that from the beginning, biblical criticism started with Hobbes and Machiavelli. The principles of biblical criticism started with Hobbes and Machiavelli. And the whole point of biblical criticism was to take power from the church and give it to the state. And to use these techniques of understanding the Bible to peel away one privilege after another from the church and hand it over to the state to empower Caesar. This was the whole point of it. So it's not a surprise or a shock or a betrayal for it to end up creating the Reich Church in Hitler's control. That was the whole point of biblical criticism over the course of 500 years. I highly recommend that book. Wow. Okay.
1: Um, We just have a few moments left, uh, I want to say just how excited I am that you wrote this book, John, because this subject needed the kind of treatment you give it. Um, do, do, you, do you have an answer to why uh, this vital subject has not gotten the treatment that you give it until now, until this book? Because it's a little bit surprising to me that that's the case
3: people sort of took this whole complex of ideas for granted like everyone knows that the constitution emerged from the christian view of the human person with some enlightenment tweaks and the christian view of the human person implies all these freedoms and all these rights um and they these things weren't under such fundamental threat as they have been in the last five to ten years Our God-given freedoms are
1: facing unrelenting attacks. It's a battle for truth, and the only way we win is if we stand together. Thankfully, Alliance Defending Freedom has been defending our rights for 30 years and winning. Right now, they're involved in two critical cases before the Supreme Court. They're suing the FDA for endangering the health and safety of women and girls. And in the second case, they're assisting the state of Idaho to defend its law, protecting the lives of women and their unborn children against the Biden administration's attempt to override the law and force doctors to perform abortions. Think about it. They need your help with your best gift. You courageously join ADF in fighting critical Supreme Court cases against government lawlessness and help defend our cherished freedoms. Call 855-385-0596 right now or go to metaxastalk.com. Click on the ADF banner, metaxastalk.com. With your help, I've pledged to raise $35,000 by March 31st for ADF. Go to metaxastalk.com or call 855-385-0596 to make your best gift now.
3: The Democrats and the left have decided there are no rules. You're in a box, we're in a boxing ring. We're following the Marquis of Queensbury rules, and they take out a chainsaw, and they take out a flamethrower. Well, do we keep following the Marquis of Queensbury rules? That's what the establishment public say. Oh, yeah, we're going to win on points. The judges will award it to us on points, and then the flamethrower, and then the chainsaw. No. The, the stuff I think is,
1: that's, by the way, that's a direct Mike Pence quote. You need to give attribution. I
3: know. I know. Do you Foot, mention... There was an invisible footnote. Do
1: you mention uh, the um, uh, the black robe regiment in the book? No, no. What's the black robe regiment? See, now that's amazing. That's, a, that's the beauty of John Smirak, is that every once in a while he'll miss something. But it just proves what is otherwise impossible to believe, that you're human. Even Homer Simpson nods. Uh, it's, it's uh, well, it, it, it's just because, no, but what, what's so fascinating to me is that everything you're writing about uh, could be summed up, uh, in a sense, by the Black Robe Regiment, which is to say those um, revolutionary-era ministers and pastors Who Who fought, who not only fought, but exhorted their congregations. In other words, they understood what you write about in this book innately because they were all, you know, Lockeans. They were all they 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 all all of this stuff was fresh uh, 250 years ago. And now we need to be reminded. uh, But so anybody Uh, And there will be many in the audience familiar with the Black Robe Regiment need to read this book because we need to understand where the Black Robe Regiment got their ideas from. And, of course, you do cover that in the book. uh,
3: I even go through the history of Christian thinking about our right to rebel against tyrannical governments and how and where. The, the conviction that we had the right to overthrow tyrants, how that emerged in right. the Christian world. And interestingly, it came from, on the one hand, Calvinists, and on the other hand, Jesuits, both of whom elaborated theories on how and why you, you could overthrow a government that was persecuting your religion or taking your other fundamental human rights. So it's it's a fascinating narrative in the course of this intellectual book. Well, um,
1: the book is worth the price of uh, uh, the price you pay just for my forward. That's right. My forward is that good, Um, and I want to say, John, thank you for writing the book. Thank you for all that you do, Uh, and thank you specifically for being my guest today at
3: Socrates. In the studio. Thank you. And if people want to read my writing, I I write four times a week at stream.org. One of the best ecumenical Christian conservative news sites out there, stream.org. I
1: agree heartily. Thank you. Thank
3: you. Hey, folks, welcome back. We we want to
1: reiterate uh, a few things. The Alliance Defending Freedom, we're doing a campaign with them. And I have said this in the past, and I'll say it again. Um, we need people to step up. The Alliance Defending Freedom, they're like our first line of defense, or is it the last line of defense? I don't know. They are fighting for religious liberty at the Supreme Court level. We're going to be having guests on from the Alliance Defending Freedom over the weeks ahead. But when you understand what they're doing, you think, if they didn't exist, what would we do? Anybody who can give, they're asking people for $100, Metaxistalk.com. Please uh, do that. Uh, We are in a war. I say this over and over again for liberty. Uh, And if everybody doesn't put his shoulder to the wheel, every one of you, uh, we're not going to win. Every one of us has to be involved. Uh, It's not like let the other guys do it. This is it. This is for your family and your future. So go to Metaxistalk.com. Let me remind you again, we have a Socrates event Thursday. Please go to Socratesinthecity.com. You can live stream it, but you have to be a member of Socrates Plus. So go to Socratesinthecity.com. Sign up for that. It's going to be with James O'Keefe. Very, very exciting. Um, Anyway, we'll be back with more fun stuff.